This program is sponsored by Unidos US and Comcast. It's recorded in our studios located in Hollywood, Florida, USA. Hello everybody. Thank you to each of you and all of you for listening our citizenship podcast from Hispanic Unity of Florida. Before we start with our episode, we would like to ask you to send us your feedback by visiting our webpage hufcitizens.org. During last podcast, we observed the N400 application, the part related to residents and the United States. My name is Raisa, and here our teacher and our administrator and our boss, Magali. Welcome, Magali, to our podcast, New Season. Hi, Raisa. How are you? Thank you so much for your always very welcoming way to see our job and our mission at Hispanic Unity with our legal permanent residents, many people that are looking and pursuing for citizenship. How important is this step to end the immigration process in the United States by becoming American citizens? Today in our podcast, we will speak about legal permanent residents' physical presence and time outside of the United States. The N-400 requests disclosure of each one of the trips that legal permanent residents have taken during the past five years. So it means that we have to report in our N-400 application uh, the dates that we leave and the dates that we return to this amazing country. The law says that an applicant for naturalization is required to have been physically present in the United States for at least half of the time of their continuous residence, which is something that is required. There is a lot in this statement that probably is out of our imagination because if I were a legal permanent resident, Raisa, I will wonder how many days or how how total how total time I can spend outside of the United States in my past five years. Yes, Magali, this is very important part of N four hundred application. Many of our applicants and students they believe they think they know from somewhere, and I did exactly the same mistake. Like, if I am a legal permanent resident, I cannot travel. I cannot leave United States. I have to be here all five years waiting for my citizenship process. That is a big mistake. But bigger mistakes, because uh, some of our client and students, they don't know exactly that requirement, how long they can stay and how uh, long they can be absent from United States as legal permanent resident and still be eligible for their citizenship naturalization process. And not only that, Raisa, but we don't understand their terminology. And so many of our applicants are coming to our offices asking and 
looking for clarification about the trips that they have taken outside of the country. And so they believe the mathematics works in a different way. So important it is for us to be in America physically because this is what is one of the requirements. And so this physical presence, it's very important to demonstrate that we are living in this country and so we are meeting all these expectations, economical expectations as well, Raisa, as people residing in the country. Normally, we have to pay our bills. We have to be in charge of our expenses. So by being absent of the United States for longer makes uh, a lot of suspicious activities or it will say like uh, how that you can spend so long, so much time outside of the country. We are totally tied into economical system where we are not able to take long time vacation periods. So we are always strict with the time that we are able to leave and to return the United States. But not everybody works. And when people don't work, then you can tell about how much this situation is uh, making them possible to be uh, outside of the country very often. And so their economical uh, way they can sustain their lives depends on others. But the majority of people work in America, Raisa, is very complicated for us to be absent for more than 10, 20, 15 days when you are engaged into a formal job. Exactly, Magali. That was the my uh, words about very difficult portion of N400 application. This part talking about trips. Again, can I travel if I'm legal permanent resident and I want to apply for my citizenship status? in this country, in the future. Correct. So then um, it's, uh, it's also a part of this innocence. Um, when legal permanent residents don't get the right information, uh, one of the eligibility points of becoming American citizen is to uh, meet the expectation about your time in the United States. So as everybody knows, we have five years of legal permanent residency and three years of legal permanent residency to apply for citizenship if you are married to an American citizen. This American citizen, uh, you have been married for three years and this American citizen at least has been American citizen for the past three years. That's why we call the, the three, three and three law. So in those cases, immigration for the five years are just looking at the time of a legal permanent resident outside of the country, not more than 913 days. It's a totally different scenario for those that are applying for three years. Those are 548 days. So which is something that goes in a different level. But the majority of us that we apply for, for five years, we have to demonstrate that we didn't overpass that time. I would say vacation time. Let's say that, Raisa. A legal permanent resident can be outside of the United States in order to apply for naturalization. Many people travel and they spend... Um, 120 days, 150 days, less than 180 days. And so the absence when you are often doing that kind of movement will be taking a different kind of value when you apply for naturalization. So saying that, Raisa, in the N-400 application, 
the form is very clear about three things that we need to report. Number one, how many total days we use, I mean, we spend outside of the United States. And so how many total trips and to list every single one of the trips outside of the country for the past five years. So there is something that is a kind of a warning that the N-400 is, is raising up. And is that the time that we are here or we are deploying to another place, let's say that I went to Dominican Republic and I stay 180 days. So that it will be a border for citizenship, a burden for citizenship, which means that we need to be clear about how many days we can spend outside of the country. Many legal permanent residents, they call the American embassy in the places where they are, and they are just, they are told that not to spend more than a year. Okay, more than a year, but in order to apply for citizenship, you cannot have a trip for more than 180 days. So... Uh, when that situation happens, the clock um, goes backwards, and so we have to count time before we apply for citizenship. So we have to count five years, four years. We have to let and to sit down to the person that will be an applicant when these situations happen. So we have to think before we apply for naturalization because chances that this application could be denied. So then we have to be clearly um very uh, aware about our trips. Okay, Magali, if I understand you correctly, if I travel outside of the United States during my five years of legal permanency status and I spend outside of the United States 180 days, that is by law stop me of being eligible to apply for my citizenship. Absolutely. If it's what to do if this happens. Well, this is the reason why we need to get very much in touch with the uh, with the process uh, of people that are helping to complete these applications to analyze the situation. We are living different times after COVID rise up, but the law is the law, and so they will be making an analysis case by case for people that overstay more than 180 days in one trip. When those cases arise, this is very important to have full doc documentation about how you were able to afford your personal life in the United States while you were out. So then it turns that you don't have ways to demonstrate that you pay your cell phone, your tax insurances, uh, that you have to pay your home mortgages, rents, um, Name it. All the expenses that you have here in the United States should be part of this schedule of, of uh, paperwork that you will have to bring to demonstrate that you were able to afford your life in this country while you were out. So a lot of people, they said, yes, I have it, but at the end they don't. So that makes a very complicated case and immigration will be applying the laws and saying that because you were not able to demonstrate the reasons why you were absent for so long, so they will be denying your case. It is very important to sit down and to have a clear explanation about why, how, and, uh, and what strategy to do if this is the case, case by case. Yes, Magali, the country that we choose to live here, United States, the country of law. No exception for anybody. If you spend out 
180 days outside of the United States, you are not eligible to apply less than in five years after when you return to the United States after this long trip. No exception, because that is the law. We had some exceptions with COVID, but it's very hard to prove that was really COVID problems stop you in the outside of the United States for so long. The other question, Magali, what we have from our students and applicant, we travel, some of our students, they travel to Bahamas or they travel to Mexico and they spend there like one day. They just go in the morning and come back afternoon or nighttime. That is trip less than 24 hours. Another question, if I go to somewhere and I don't have stamp in my passport and I don't know days of this trip, what to do in this case? Cases. Well, number one, with the first question, Raisa, 24 hours or longer, that's what we need to report to USCIS. And this is clear in the N-400 application. If I have the chance to go for a tour around Bimini or I had the chance to go to this place and to come, to come back, those are trips that we don't include. Those are just like a lot of people that goes through the borderline with Mexico and they're coming back. They go and do something and they come back. Those trips are not reported. But when those trips are reportedly being more than 24 hours, then we must include them. So then when they don't stamp, um, this is this this is a disclosure that you should uh, be able to answer to the officer, and so when the information is not in your passport because they don't stamp, um, normally they uh, swipe the card, and so the green card will have the Customs and Border Protection will have a report about your time outside of the country. You can uh, request a FOIA of information with the CBP to get a a trips outside of the United States, they will be able to provide that kind of, of uh, information. But other than that, Raisa, even we have applicants that they shred the passport because for them it's already something that was expired. I would say never get rid of any kind of uh, passport because you are just like getting rid of your uh, life and your history. And so when that happened, then you will have to go to the American, not the American, I'm sorry, but uh, to your local uh, Department of States of your countries, lo que llamamos las cancillerías, this, these places where they will have the report of their, their trips of and from your original countries. So the N-400 must present the information of your trips. And when those situations happened, it takes a little bit longer because you need those reports before you send this application to USCIS. Yes, Magali, I believe we are like clear about difficulty of this part of N-400 application traveling history. Um, I would like to practice if this uh, our decision, some questions what officer usually asking when they are checking this part of your N N-400 application during your interview. Okay, it sounds like a good plan, Raisa. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions and you as applicant will 
try to answer, okay? I'm going to ask you questions as officer. Tell me, Magali, did you travel outside of the United States during the last five years of your legal permanent residency status? Yes, I did. What countries did you visit? I went to Canada, I went to Mexico, and I did another trip to Spain. Okay, originally you are from uh, Mexico. Why did you go to Spain? I went to visit some friends and um, I took vacations to enjoy that beautiful uh, country. Okay. And how many trips you have uh, traveling to your original countries? Um, I've been... Um, I've been often in Mexico, but I don't spend more than 24 hours. So I've been three times in Mexico during the past five years. And, um, and the last trip uh, was on August 21st to 2021. And I came back on August the 31st, 2021. And what family do you have in Mexico? My sister and my little nephews are in Mexico at this time. Are you planning to bring your family to the United States from Mexico after you become a citizen of the United States? Well, if this is a possibility, I will be more than glad to do it. Yeah, why not? Very good. Family must be together. This is my vision too. Tell me, Magali... How many total trips do you have outside of the United States during the last five years? Trips more than 24 hours. Six trips. Okay. And tell me how many total days did you spend outside of the United States during the last trips what you had? 63. 63 days. And tell me, Magali, what trips the longest you had during the last five years outside of the United States? Oh, the longest was uh, last uh, August in 2021. I had to be there for the first communion of my nephew. Okay. And uh, tell me, please, about the trip, what you had in 2000. 19, you traveled to Canada. Yes. Would you please give me information about this trip? Yeah, I went uh, to Canada as a tourist and I was in Toronto and I passed to Quebec and uh, it was just vacation time. Okay, and how many days did you stay in Canada during this trip? Eight days. Okay, and do you have plans to travel outside of the United States soon? No, not yet. Because remember, after you pass your interview, you cannot travel until you have your ceremony and you have your American passport. Oh, thank you for letting me know. So after after my ceremony, I can go to Mexico? Do you think I will be able to make it? You can go, but you have to have passport because during your ceremony, we are going to collect your green card. And that is the document what you can enter to the United States. To do this again, you have to apply for passport, American passport. And after you can travel outside of the United States with your 
passport of your original country, but to enter to the United States, you have to have American passport. Oh, oh, thank you for sharing that with me. I didn't know. Very important, all that. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you passed this portion, and we clear with questions what officer can ask our students. They can study from this podcast, and they can prepare well for their interview. And before we conclude this conversation today, Raisa, I would say that it was a very logical conversation between the officer and the applicant, just in the ways that uh, they address questions about your trips. If we have applicants with more than 20 or 40 trips, it's impossible to memorize all of them. But just to make sure during your preparation, please be aware about the last two trips. It's something that probably the officer will go over. So before we close our podcast, because we have still a lot to say and to speak about this, we wanted just to do one podcast with this topic, but there is a lot to, to, to talk, Raisa, about the trips outside of the United States. We were thinking about the targets. We were thinking about the targets of those that are taking longer trips. So we have people with uh, family members living outside their target of longer trips. What do you think about that, Raisa? Yes, Magali, that is our difficulty of this portion. Still, it's not so bad if uh, that seniors, they are retired, they are not working, and they have family here in the United States, and they have family in their original country, and they like to be with family here and with family there. That is like understandable, but if uh, younger people traveling and they spend a lot of time outside of the United States, that is already uh, not good uh, uh, moment or sign during or sign, your Raisa. exactly to to during your interview, an officer will ask questions because that shouldn't happen. Because if you're living here, you must work here. You have to pay taxes. You have to pay your rent or your mortgage. You have to pay your insurance. You have to prove you are living here and you need citizenship to keep living in this country as free person and the person who is keep their responsibilities and obligations. So then we will be looking at those other situations where people tend to stay outside of the United States in our next podcast. And so we want all of you, as Raisa mentioned at the beginning of our program today, to send us your feedback. We know that this is a very important tool for our students and for the people that are able to find us, Raisa, through this wonderful world of internet. So I think, Raisa, it's time to, to leave. But uh, if you have anything else to say, this is the moment. Thank you to each of you and all of you to be with us and always to be with us and this uh, very important tools and preparation for your citizenship podcast. And as again, remember, send us your feedback. HUFcitizen.org. We are waiting for your cooperation to keep posting you our podcast. Thank you, Raisa, and everybody. We will be in touch next time, whenever you want, at the time that you want. Thank you, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.